You are listening to the Lightworkers Guide podcast, episode number 16 Faith, Love, and Human Design with certified quantum life coach and sober mentor, Chelsea Holden. Let's do it. What if you're one step away from changing everything? In this moment, breathe in gratitude, set your intention. Expect miracles. You are seen. You are worthy. You are light. This is the Lightworkers Guide. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lightworkers Guide podcast. I am your host, Lucy, and I am so grateful that you're here. Today, I have such a special treat for you. I have Chelsea Holden, who is a certified quantum life coach, sober mentor, podcast host, speaker, and intuitive guide. She uses all of my favorite tools, including human design, to guide self-led women to embody their faith and transform into their highest self. She is here to help wake you up to your personal power and limitless potential. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It has been such a treat connecting with you over the last several weeks, and I'm so glad that we're finally here and recording this. So thank you for the beautiful intro. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here and introduce you to my audience. I feel like as soon as I heard you first, I don't even know if you know this, but I first was introduced to you through Danielle Iman. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Because I manage her social media and you were on one of her hot seat coaching. Yes. Yeah. So soaked you up then. And oh my gosh, I absolutely love you and started following you, seeing what you're up to. And my own journey, I've been very sober curious and leaning into that and listen to one of your podcast episodes when you were sharing about your faith. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we have so much in common. And I was saving, diving into all of that for this. I'd love to hear how you got started in business and specifically what is a certified quantum life coach and Mm. a sober mentor? Yes. So again, thanks for having me so much. And that podcast episode with Danielle was so fun and beautiful. And she's actually how I found you. And (laughs) I listened to that episode that y'all did together. And I heard you talking about sobriety and everything like that. And I was like, yes, these are my people. Totally aligned. I love it. We need to connect. So I am a certified quantum life coach, essentially in my certification program that happened over the course of six months in 2021. And I gained all of the tools that I utilize with my clients, but really to tap into the limitless potential that's available to us in the quantum field, right? And then through that experience and just my own self-discovery, once I got sober, that was how all of this started. So I decided to quit drinking June 12th, 2019. I think it was like a Wednesday. There wasn't a birthday happening. It wasn't like a Monday or the start of a month or full moon or new moon or anything like that. It was just like, I'm done. I decided. And that was the catalyst for everything else. So 
Once I quit drinking, then it opened me up. I'm just not feeling like I'm living my purpose. I want to understand what I'm here for. All of the questions that we have that come up. And I just kept getting that resounding. You're meant to be a coach. You're meant to guide others. You're meant to be this leader and step up. And so I started leading myself through that. And then fast forward 2021, got certified with the Quantum Coaching Academy and then realized as I was niching down, trying to find who I'm here to serve, I realized I'm truly here to help people get sober. And the way that I define it just looks different than the vast majority. For me personally, I never really considered myself an addict. I just knew I had a toxic relationship with alcohol and other substances come and go as they please. Like nothing ever really had a hold on me. But alcohol was just like I was the weekend warrior, the binge drinker, would have blackouts, would get into arguments, would embarrass myself and others. And it was just like a stranglehold and the sabotaging block that kept me from living a life that felt free. And so now I get to meet people where they're at and I can speak to them from the level of, look, you, you're not broken. You don't need fixing. You just got this shitty relationship in your life that you really need to reevaluate. And so whether that's alcohol, whether that's substances, whether it's people pleasing, just the toxic relationship we have sometimes with our own mind drama or careers or jobs, anything like that. So I really define sobriety as removing the toxic relationships of any kind in our life. And from that place, we create this foundation where we can discover more about ourselves, where we can tap into our faith and really start to embody who it is we're here to be, connect to our intuition, become our highest self, and then show up in the world and serve as the best we can. Yeah, that's a little background. <laughs> wow. I love how you described sobriety. And I'm just curious if people truly come to you basically for the quitting drinking part and then realize there's so much more. Yeah, yeah. So it comes in mixed ways. It's funny because really people come to me when they've already decided to quit drinking. It's like they were either inspired by me or me and other people or whatever. But then usually what I'll hear is, hey, I quit drinking I'm two weeks in, three weeks in, whatever. And then they come to me because they know that they need the support. Mm -hmm. And now it's like they have more clarity yeah. in their life and it's, okay, what's next? What's next? And, and that's where I really get to work with people and just creating this life that feels truly free to them. Yeah. And the key pieces to what that looks like, areas of their life that they need to focus on. And really, as like anything in life, when we try to go it alone, it's not as fun. First of all, it's not as fun. It takes a lot longer. And so I really love to just provide that support for people. And going back further, even when yeah. you decided to stop <clears throat> drinking, I want to hear more about your faith is what I'm getting at. Okay. <laughs> Tell yeah, me perfect. about that. And then also... Where and when did human design get introduced mm, to you? Yeah. My husband and I, we met in 2008. And I grew up like going to church. I grew up Christian. When I grew up, it was Church of Christ. And then afterwards, teenage year, high school years, like fell off. I was party girl, all of that stuff. And then I met my husband in 2008. And he openly shared like on our first date, like openly shared about his faith. And I was like really cool and admirable. 
And so the beginning stages of our relationship, even when we got engaged, we were involved with the church, the local church here. Uh And that was beautiful for us. Six months before we got married, we were living together. And then six months before we got married, we wanted to do premarital counseling. And they, the church told us that we couldn't get married at the church if we were going to continue to live together. And at first, that was a total shock and a big blow. And we'll find somewhere else to get married. But then I think the more that the both of us thought about it separately and had open dialogue about it, we realized like, maybe this is something we need to do for ourselves. Maybe this is really something we need to do for ourselves. So the couple that did our premarital counseling through the church actually opened their house up to me. And so for six months before our wedding, I went and lived with them. And they had three-story townhome condo. And so I lived up on the very top story. I was At that time, I was in my last semester of college. I was a late bloomer when it came to college, but I was in my last semester of college. And it was the most incredible experience because I truly in that point in time, created what I would say started my self-discovery journey and created such a deeper relationship with God. So while it was still based in religion and the format of religion, I really started to just feel God in different ways and hear from God in different ways. And so that was really cool and really powerful. So fast forward From that, we ended up moving from the city of Houston to one of the suburbs, which is Spring, which is where we live now. And just from being away, it was we weren't going to church as often. And so we just stopped going to church. And then 2017, Hurricane Harvey came and we got six feet of water in our home with the flood. So it was just like devastating. We didn't have our home anymore. We were displaced. We thankfully had a place to stay and we just lost like a lot of our possessions and everything. So that was a very humbling experience. And in that same year, a month later, Ronnie's mother got sick and passed away. And then a month or two after that, my father suddenly passed away. And so it was like all of these things, it was like the big tower moment in our life, like all of these things started happening. And I realized like I am not dealing with this correctly, like drinking, hanging out with the neighbors, although we love them, like it just wasn't conducive to the life I knew I wanted to live and it wasn't serving me anymore. But at that time, I did get involved with a group called Polished and they were women who talked openly about faith. And so I was part of this community and one of the women in there had a podcast. And so that got me really interested in podcasting. And then I got invited to be a speaker on a panel for one of the events. And so from that kind of snowballed my curiosity of, man, I can start my own podcast. I can speak, (laughs) I can share my story. And there's so much beauty in that and hearing everybody else's stories. Like there was just so much life in all of that for me. So then 2018, I really started paying attention to my body and connecting with myself. And The Miracle Morning was a book that I found in like 2015, but finally decided to read it. And so I created a morning routine for myself. And then 2019, it was like, I'm done drinking. So it's fun to look back now and kind of see all of these pivotal moments and steps, but they definitely all took place to lead me to the place where I'm at right now. And yeah, it's just really cool. And in all of that, back to the faith question, in all of that, not going to churches regularly, really starting to dive more into my own self-discovery, I started like my consciousness just started to open up. I started to like awaken and 
it made me question a lot of things. It made me question religion. And the best way that I can describe it is what my girlfriend told me. And she said, when you were going to church, it was like you were in a box and now you're not. So for me, like my spiritual faith now has just taken God out of the box that religion put him in. And it allows me to tap more into God. It allows me to connect with the universe, to connect with Mother Earth, the spiritual realm that's here Mm -hmm. and available for us to provide support. Like it just opened me up to all the ways that we're so divinely supported. And in that finding human design, finding gene keys, like it all just escalated. And did any part of finding human design conflict with your faith? Did you have those moments of, is this okay? I think maybe, but not to the point where it ever deterred me from diving deeper into it. I think at that point when human design came around, I was just like, yes, tell me all the things about myself so I can be the best person possible. I think at that point I had already worked through some of the the conflicts that I was feeling internally because before that, before I dove into my experiment, really, I listened to, it was a podcast episode Oprah did with Eckhart Tolle Mm -hmm. about a new earth. And it was like a limited series. And I started to listen to this and they started talking about consciousness and they were both Christian from my, what I remember talking about that, but like having these conflicts. And I just remember feeling like some of the thoughts that I were having was like contradicting what I grew up believing. And am I a bad person? Am I going to hell? Because now I'm questioning, because now I'm thinking of all these things. And it's I had to give myself permission to just drop the old version of myself and explore the newness of what I was experiencing and let my curiosity lead me in that way. And I'm so glad that I did, even though it was uncomfortable and scary and made me question a lot because I truly, again, it just, I felt like it took me out of the box. It was such a freeing experience. And if anybody's listening and they're in that internal battle right now, like what I want to say is just even giving yourself permission to just explore it. And when you do it with an open heart and love, like that's where God is. He is love. You're not hurting anybody. You're not harming anything. If your morals are there, if you're leading with your heart, like you're never going to go wrong. Amen. Preach to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm right there with you. And I see the cross hanging in the background of your room. And so I love that God meets us where we are. Yes. And he speaks to us in ways that he knows we listen and exactly what we need to hear. And the way that things are introduced, I think he prepares us for them in such a beautiful journey. Like you said, you could look back and just see how God was there and leading me through this. And he's in every part of the story. Yeah, yeah that's such a beautiful way to to think about it, too. He does. He gives us the tools. He puts the people in front of us. He opens us up to the opportunities when we're ready to experience it all. And he prepares us every single step of the way. Yeah. And he, hello, he built us. He knows what we're going to and everything else like that. So it's if we can trust that, whether we're religious or spiritual or both or whatever, it doesn't matter. You don't even have to put a label on it. But if we can just trust that we were divinely and uniquely made, then... What makes us feel really good, that's when you know you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Yeah. 
especially when you do learn at the human design pieces of like, for instance, your strategy and authority. And then you, you learn about that and you're like, yes, that is exactly how I'm being led. And he designed us so perfectly to speak to us through these pieces. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It okay. is something, yeah, it's something that people, I just, I don't think we talk about it enough, especially if we come from a religious background and then we get into more spiritual practices and stuff. And mm -hmm. it is, yeah, it can be an inner conflict for a lot of people. I know it was for me. So I'm always happy to share about that and mm -hmm. talk about it because I think it's so important. I didn't really have anybody to lean on mm -hmm. when I was going through all of that. And it's not something I even openly talked about with my husband okay. as I was going through my own like questioning of everything. But the more confidence I felt in myself and trusting myself and knowing that this is the path that I needed to be on, mm -hmm. like the more willing and open and vulnerable I've been because of that too. Yeah. And because I think I've heard you describe too, like you still say God, you still pray and feel yeah. God's presence. And I know when I, because my whole business was built off of sharing my faith mm -hmm. and very much in the Christian realm. And I felt like I had a little bit of a, I would say lukewarm growing up like it was it was mm -hmm. more cultural and I never did not know Jesus it was just part yeah. of our life and then really leaned on my faith after my divorce from Capri's dad and finally felt like I could just immerse myself in it but then when I started to hear about human design it was always like wait should I be convicted here is this against my foundation and mm -hmm. but the more that I leaned in I'm like Absolutely not. And I even asked God for a sign of if this is the wrong direction, please show me, to me. And it was like the opposite. He just kept giving me signs that this was good. And when I first started sharing, even using the word manifestation, mm -hmm. I got a call from a friend from church who was very mm -hmm. concerned about me. Okay. And I'll say for a while, just the thought of those conversations kept me quiet. Girl, I completely 100% agree. I like something similar. It was kind of a double edge for me too because of sobriety and calling myself sober and I still smoked weed. But then there was like mm. people I knew that followed me on Instagram that are premarital counselors specifically. Like I didn't feel like I could say anything. And then I'm like, I'm not speaking my truth. I'm not living fully as myself unapologetically and all these things they tell us to do, you know, and like I wasn't doing that. I was filtering myself because I was still afraid of what other people might think. And aside from that, I remember I was on a real estate job and my mentor from church had called and we were just having a conversation, checking up. And I said, oh, if it's in the cards. And she stopped me and she's like, you know what that means, right? And I said, no. And she's like, that's tarot cards. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I wasn't, I didn't have any oracle cards or anything at the time, but I was like, what is that bad? That's a sin, you know, and like all this stuff. And so I think for me, it's just from my perspective now and looking at a lot of religions I can see where the church puts a lot of focus on our sins mm -hmm. and there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt that comes with that. And even when I look back on when I was in church and the times that I was moved to tears and things, it was like, 
there was so much hope and love there, but it was almost with that underlying energy of because I've been so wrong, because I've been so sinful, because mm -hmm. I have a lot of shame and guilt and I need to be a brand new person all the way around. But it's like, we're already forgiven. We're already forgiven. If even Christianity teaches us anything, like Christ died on the cross to forgive us. So why are we still carrying this and holding on to this when we've already been set free from it? Yeah. And then when it comes to like human design and astrology and the moon and looking at everything in the energy, it's God. I the way I see it is God created everything yeah. like God created everything in the universe and the stars and the moon and it all for our benefit. Yeah. So Genesis one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. God. Yeah. And that's what I was kind of sharing about being the lukewarm thing. I did not grow up in purity culture or feeling shame. So in that respect, I'm so thankful because I didn't have to battle that part. When I finally just immersed myself in my faith, the character of God that I became to know was God is love. And we're created in his image. We start with the fall in Genesis 3 and we forget that, no, God is good. We are good. Yeah. We are good. Yeah. And going from that place. I remember one time being in church and looking over an amazing grace. It's this beautiful song and I would sing it with abandonment. And I remember looking over at this woman and her arms are raised and eyes closed and she's singing like in the top of her lungs, like that she's a wretch. God saved a wretch like me. And I was like, it hit me in that moment of it was beautiful in her abandonment, but I'm like, whoa, you are not a wretched woman. Whatever your past is, it does not define you. And God does not want us to stay there. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. And that's what I've seen, like even with my mom and just growing up and not having a model of someone that prioritized themselves and someone that loved themselves and spoke nicely to themselves too. And I have to wonder where all that comes from. I don't have to, but I do. And I know it's like conditioning and everything, but just like you said, it's, yeah, when you go to church and, and it can be from anywhere. It's not necessarily just from church, but like I've seen those moments too, where I felt those moments myself of mm -hmm. like just crying, make me new, make me a different person. And mm -hmm. it's really all we have to do is just let love in, period. And it starts with loving ourselves because we are a creation of God made in his image, a divine expression of him. So if we're choosing to not love ourselves and to continue to punish ourselves, like we're denying God, right. essentially. Yeah. Like, and how do you ever fully connect with something that you deny? Just like the shadow aspects of ourselves. Yeah, I do imagine that like that's what breaks God's heart. Yeah, yeah, totally. I had a friend describe it this way, and I love to share this because it just paints a pretty image for me. That helped me to like also open up more to the vastness. And it's just like picturing a wagon wheel and God's at the center. God, universe, source, divine, whatever you choose to call. But like each spoke of that wagon wheel is just a different way to connect with this divine presence. So whether that's Christianity, Buddhism, spirituality, whatever, like it's all just different ways. That is to me exactly like that is why. Not every single flower looks like a rose. That is why there's not one kind of tree out there. That is why we are not the same because we're not meant to be. And our way of connecting with God can't just be one way. Yeah. Like it can't. Mm. Yeah. 
I so resonate with that and wholeheartedly believe that as well. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really beautiful to have these conversations with people. Yeah, I was, as soon as I just had this little window of knowing your background, I was like, I can't wait to good talk with you about it and share this because I do think it can become like our dirty little secret if we, yeah, and it's, yeah. I remember because Danielle was my business coach and truly sharing with her that I was nervous about bringing these elements into my business. Mm. My business, like the foundation of it was on my faith. And then Mm. so that's why I almost like I knew intuitively I had those moments of, no, I know this is right. But I almost had to check all the boxes for myself, (laughs) Yeah, which is so not self, like, you know. But yeah, I really did do the homework and questions. And every time I did, I'm like, no, this is so aligned and beautiful. And another tool that God gave us to to know him. Yeah, yeah. The way that she describes, and I've adopted it too, but maybe she doesn't say it this way, but how our authority is how our intuition speaks to us and how our higher self speaks to us. And I like to think that, and God uses that to speak to us too. They're symbiotic with each other. Yeah, I believe that too. That's it's like in the Bible, we're told every hair on our head. It's like he knows every detail. He is a God of detail. He has designed us perfectly to fulfill our purpose Mm -hmm. and for him to speak to us. Our bodies are designed to hear him. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. So I'm so curious and I have to know, do you use the high frequency formula then in your business? Not necessarily in my business, but I did all the... Yeah, you did all of the branding and everything, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And the workbook. So I feel like I have dotted every I in that workbook. I know the material so well and Mm -hmm. was through that work that I really started to first understand human design for myself. But then Mm. what fascinated me most was the gene keys. I have totally immersed myself in that world. Good. Yeah, I love the gene keys. And when I first started reading them, it just reminded me of the Bible, specifically like Mm. Proverbs, almost like the oracle, open it up. And God was speaking to me in those pages. And because I studied the Bible for so long, verses would just come to mind like mm. naturally. And I was like, I want to make my own translation of the Gene Keys. Just like I think I that would be so fabulous, like pulling the verses and combining it because truly like there we're having this conversation for a reason. And there's definitely people out there who are in that transitioning period or questioning and stuff. So like if there was something available for them, yeah. Yeah. Bridging it. And it was inspired by Richard Rudd and basically because he studied the I Ching. But the reason he really was interested in human design was because of that element. Mm-hmm. So he went off and basically had the download for all of the gene keys in the book. And it is so divinely inspired. Like you can't deny it. No. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, man. I know. And I was just because, you know, there's lots of translations of the Bible. And I'm like, that, wouldn't that be fun to just make one from the gene keys too? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. We'll Making see. it a little more palatable, maybe even in the beginning. <laughs> right. just, what did I just read? <laughs> it, but I love um, that it's all contemplation and it's not I have to sit here and dig into it. And... Right. Like there's no rules. There's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Truly 
he describes it as unlearning, really opening yourself up and seeing what so much. sort of lands for you. But yeah, I love that. Oh, so fun. And just, I'm really curious too about your husband. How does he feel about all of this? And where is he now? In his feet. Oh, my husband. I love him so much. The man has more patience than anybody I know at all. So he is, in some ways, we're the same. And in a lot of ways, he feels like the complete opposite of me, too. He's very grounded, very logical, very pragmatic about things. So, I think for him, just my observations and conversations, I think for him, he is supporting me and accepting and in his own journey at the same time. And for me, it's been such a lesson to not try to convince him to jump on my bandwagon, but just understand like he's on his journey, I'm on mine, and we're still a team throughout it all. And as long as we remain open and communicate with each other, then it works and it does and it has. But there's definitely been difficult times and like giving up drinking for one, he didn't. So he still drinks from time to time. But that was like something that we did together all the time. But it also created a lot of conflict in our marriage because of it too. So it was like, it wasn't his decision, but he also supported it and reaps the benefits of it too. Again, when I chose to do that. Then it was like opened up Pandora's box. It's like now I'm I left my real estate career. I'm coaching now. It's like diving into all these things, like building a business and creating all these things out of thin air and like trusting the process the whole time and surrendering to it all. It takes a lot of faith and it takes a lot of courage on both parts. And I'm just I'm really thankful because he's open enough to just have those conversations with me. So yeah, true partner. Yeah. What a blessing. What a blessing. Ah, what did you say his name is again? Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, I know sometimes I think I'm like my husband, he probably just watches me and he's like, what is happening? What what is is happening? (laughs) I know. I feel the same way too. I'm like, Hey, bud, you signed up for this. You knew exactly what you were getting into. I'm just like, yeah, living my life over here. Yeah. Being crazy. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay. And okay. You And you mentioned the morning miracle. Can you describe mm-hmm. a morning routine now? Yeah. My morning routine has gotten a lot simpler over the years. I think when I first started, I read a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It was the miracle morning for real estate agents. There's different renditions of it for like network marketers, for moms, I think for families, all that kind of stuff. But that really broke down the lifesavers. And the savers is an acronym. So it's silence, affirmations, visualizations, S-A-V-E, exercise, reading, and then the S is scribing. So when I first started, that was it. I made sure that I got in all six of those as often as I could and tried my best to do them every single day till it just became a habit. Not so much of me incorporating all of those every day, but the pieces that resonated with me. Like the habit was more so in making sure that first and foremost, I made myself a priority. And it's funny because I talk to a lot of people and they, I think a lot of people struggle with feeling selfish by doing that. And if that's anybody listening, I just want to tell you, like, 
showing up for yourself first and foremost is the most selfless thing that you can do because you cannot show up fully for other people and serve in the way that you want to until you have laid the foundation and set yourself up in the most aligned way first and foremost in the morning. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I never did before. I never read. I journaled from time to time. I didn't really say affirmations or anything like that. I didn't do any visualizations. But now it's the key pieces that I love is making sure I pretty much do something for my mind, body, spirit, and energy every single morning. I usually start with clearing my energy with sage, palo santo, do a grounding meditation to make sure I'm like solid. And then I'll journal out. I'll pull some cards and really that's it. Then I'll get up and start moving. And I always incorporate movement in my day. It's not always in the morning, uh-huh. just depending on what my schedule looks like. But I do try to move my body every single day to get the energy flowing because I have an open head is my only open center in oh, my really? human design. Yeah. So it's uh-huh. like a lot of mental energy all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. And then usually when I'm out on my walks or things like that is when I'll be listening to a podcast or that's when I take in like more information for my mind. Yeah. I have a completely open mind too. So I yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that one. And then speaking of pulling cards, did you yeah. wrote a book that's similar to say, yeah, tell us yeah. about that. Yeah. So a book has been on my heart for a really long time. I know that there's more in there, but this book that launched, it launched last year and it's called Lessons to Love On. And it is 40 lessons of things that I have gone through and some I'm still going through and still learning and navigating. And I wrote it for a podcast episodes. It was like a four part series when I turned 40. I was like, okay, these are my 40 lessons in 40 years. And I decided that I just loved all of the lessons so much to put it into a book. So now it's like a, it's an Oracle book. So essentially you just open it up to whatever you need at the beginning of the day and you read that lesson and then you love on it. I had a client once bring that phrase to me and I I dedicated part of the book. I acknowledged her in the book for that because she's, I think you'll like this phrase I heard, love on it. And I was like, oh, I absolutely love that so much. So instead of, I need to think on it. No, I need to love on it. I need to contemplate it through the sense of an open heart and curiosity. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Love on it. Feel free to adopt it. Oh, I love it. Can we do one? Yeah, sure. Okay. Give me a number between one and 40 and then I can read that lesson. 14. 14. Ah, that's so Ronnie used to race cars growing up and that was his number 14. So that's a near and dear one. Let me see. It's my daughter's birthday and it's our special number. (laughs) Oh, how perfect. I love that so much. Okay. This is so fun. I'm excited. Here we are. Okay. This is perfect. All right. Lesson number 14, choose to see through the lens of love. Each moment you have the power to see things new again, to view life, people, and circumstances through the lens of love. You can choose to see everything in life, the people that hurt you, the situations that caused you suffering, your life through the lens of love. Each moment you get the opportunity to see things new again. Seeing through the lens of love is choosing a higher consciousness. When you can remember this, it's much easier to release judgment of others and yourself. 
Choose to see yourself through the lens of love. Imagine a child on Christmas morning or exploring a new place for the first time and the expansive wonder in their eyes, the way that they light up, the pure joy in their heart, the love and enthusiasm for life. Now imagine yourself as this little kid. Invite your inner child in to see with this love and move with this loving frequency through your life. You have a choice. You have a choice in everything that you do. You have a choice in every thought that you think. You have a choice in the words you speak. You have a choice in how you live your life and how you choose to perceive and react to things. Love is all there is. Love is the only real thing. Choose love above all else and you will never go wrong. And only love is real and choosing to see love in all things is true freedom. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. I am just soaking that in so much wisdom. And it's like we just talked about God as love. Choosing love, the all-encompassing, it's divine. It is woven in the fabric of us and everything. Um, It's the through line. It's the through line through everything, through creation, through all of it. It's what connects us. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad. Thanks for asking. We definitely have to include a link to that. Absolutely. I need that in my life. For yes. sure. That's good. Yes. Perfect. So tell me what is next for you. What do you have on the horizon? I love that so much. What I really see, like big vision, is speaking on big stages. Really want to share this wisdom that I've gained throughout the years and my story because I truly believe that the more that we share our stories with others, the deeper we connect with everybody, the more we can relate, the more grace and compassion we can give to the world. And so ultimately, like my calling, my mission in life is to just connect people back to the love and support that is always here and available for us. And so I see myself on stages doing that. I see more books in my future. I see book tours and maybe that's the stages I'm speaking at, but really just like continuing to connect with other than like-minded people like yourself and just build upon those relationships. I believe in the ripple effect and you never know who you're going to impact. And so just continuing to keep doing what I'm doing. And I know success is inevitable at that point. Absolutely. And the one key message that you share that you want to just instill in everybody is you are deeply loved and divinely supported period like no matter what when life feels like it's throwing you curveball after curveball and you feel like you're in it you can call on support all the time and it's here and it's available for you yeah I received that. Thank you. I know somebody listening needed to hear that too. I needed to be reminded of that. Okay. So I would love for you to share how people can learn more about you and work with you. And if you have any kind of light work that how we can apply your lessons to our life, we would love to hear it. Yes. Thank you so much again. It truly has been a pleasure to just take this opportunity to connect with you and your audience. And I would love to just hear if 
anything that we talked about today resonated with anybody listening, you can reach me in the DMs on Instagram. That's typically where I live and hang out. And my handle is at the Chelsea Holden. I do have Facebook as well. So I'm over there, same handle. But it's just really those primary pieces. And in April, mid-April, I have a free live training. So my light work is really just helping you create more freedom in your life. And so this live training is walking you through three steps to create freedom today. You're going to walk away with knowing exactly what to do, knowing where to focus, and a plan for sustainable success in the future. I'm so excited about this. It's going to be super magical. I love leading in master classes and just the energy of them. And it's not too often that I get to do them for free anymore. So this came through for me yesterday and it's like, we're rolling with it. We're so let's doing do it. it. We're oh, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> perfect timing as always. Yeah. yeah. Perfect timing. Okay. I'm so excited. We'll definitely include that in the show notes, everybody join us. I will be yeah. there for sure. God willing. Thank you, Chelsea, so much. This has mm. been a true joy. I feel like I could talk to you forever. And I, I'm just so glad that I can call you friend now. Yeah. Same here. Same yeah. here. It means the world to me. I'm so happy to be in your world. And truly, it's been an honor. It's been oh. such an honor. Thank you. All right, babe. Amazing. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Lightworkers Guide podcast. You are given a divine download and it's your purpose to serve the world with it. I guide a select few clients per month to launch and scale their signature program. Coined the Kajabi Queen, I take your brand and your vision to a whole new level. Are you ready? Apply today at lucycelebrates.com. And while you're there, Be sure to check out the show notes and all the discount codes from my favorite guides. Until next time, Lightworker, keep on shining on. You were created for something extraordinary. I love you and I'm out.